Welcome to the Mindful Rebel Podcast, the podcast where mindfulness and leadership intersect. My name is Sean Moore, host and creator of the platform, The Mindful Rebel, as well as an educator, scholar, and creative. In this week's episode, I have the pleasure of sharing with you the audio from the APOD Connection ATL conference held Saturday, October 6th. I had the pleasure of moderating a panel called Aligning Your Passions to Create a Podcast. At a dope discussion with Marlon Green of the Clearly Misunderstood Show and Quinn Cooperwood from The Verdict Podcast. Check out the discussion, let me know what you think, and I hope that there was some message for you if you're interested in starting a, a podcast or if you're just thinking about you know, the purpose and direction of the show that you host yourself. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. Morning, good morning. Morning, morning. I know it's early, but we got a little excitement here. We're talking about podcasting. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, good, good morning. Good. Ooh, yeah, there we go. Yeah, my fellow educator there, yes. <laughs> uh, I'm excited to be here this morning to talk about this topic, uh, particularly with my uh, panelists as we talk about um, aligning your passions to create your podcast. Um, and I guess we can start by introducing ourselves. Um, I'll introduce myself first. My name is Sean Moore. I am the host of the Mindful Rebel podcast. Um, it is a podcast that talks about the intersection between mindfulness and leadership. Um, I'm also an educator as well, an administrator. I work at Morehouse College as Associate Dean for Residential Education. Um, and content creation has always been something that's been pretty important to me. I'm a graphic designer. Um, and photographer as well, and so podcasting just kind of, in terms of creating, just kind of came naturally um, in that regard. But I'll hand it over to my uh, panelists to talk a little about themselves as well. Uh, sure, I'll go first. So my name's Quinn, Quinn Cooperwood, uh, but when I'm in podcast mode, I go by Splash Jordan. Uh, my podcast, The Verdict Podcast, it's all about uh, all things criminal. Um, so who went to jail, who got arrested, um, and how that affects you somewhat. Um, also, I uh, make inappropriate jokes and give bad advice. It's a hell of a sum up right there. <laughs> um, my name is uh, Marlon Green, but um, if you know me, if you listen to the Clearly Misunderstood show, you know me as Mr. OMGO Marlon Green, um, and I usually scream, pick up the phone, um, throughout this show, so I had to back away from the mic because I didn't want it to pop. But um, with the show, with Clearly Misunderstood, we focus on trying to cover a lot of those issues, a lot of the things that are going on in today's society, whether they be funny, whether it be hard news, whether it be entertainment or politics or regardless, anything that's being spoken about now, um, and giving our twist and our opinion on it um, in our own Clearly Misunderstood way. And we like to view it as saying those things that you're probably thinking and just putting it out on wax. Um, so that way you can feel like you have that space that, okay, I'm not the only one thinking this way, but we will educate you real quickly if the way you're thinking is not on par. On par. Yeah. On par. On par. Who decides what's on par? <laughs> you know okay. what? You, look, 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 I ain't trying to be called out right now, but you know, <laughs> we're going to call that spade a spade if, he, if it ain't right. Okay. It ain't okay. right. Understood. <laughs> so what we'll do, um, and what I want this, this, this opportunity to be is a dialogue, um, particularly a discussion. Um, particularly because of who we have in the space, I think it's a good opportunity to talk about what passion looks like and how you align the work that you do and what you create along with that. Um, so one of the places I like to start, particularly around passion, is because passion can be hindered by fear a lot of the time, right? right. Um, did you have fear around starting your podcast, and how did you overcome that? Go ahead. Um, so when I started my podcast, I, had, uh, I graduated from Louisiana State University in 2014, and um, I had 
throughout my throughout that last semester, you know, I applied for a lot of jobs, hundreds of applications to um, radio, um, different radio stations, and you know, either got the generic email that said, uh, "Sorry, we went with somebody else," or they just didn't respond at all. Um, so when it came to starting Clearly Misunderstood, the big thing that I had behind that is that I wanted to create the yes for myself. Um, I had been hearing no all these times, and I wanted to create that yes. And I think that took a lot of the fear away from it. It still was fear for me um, for starting the show. You know, how am I going to set up the logistics? How am I going to raise money to be able to pay for equipment? Um, will I, can I be consistent enough? You know, I'm also trying to find other jobs to pay my bills. Can I do this? all at the same time, um, and so that fear still exists, but when I was able to put a purpose behind what I was doing, um, it was able, it allowed me to be able to say, even though that fear exists, my passion and my purpose for what I'm doing is much stronger. So, after that. All right, well, when I started my podcast, um, I actually started a podcast prior to the one I'm doing now. Mm. Um, at that time, uh, no one in my circle knew what a podcast was or was familiar with the medium. Um, I'm not going to say like, you know, I was the first person doing it or anything, but just in the people that I associated with, they were largely unfamiliar. So right. there was kind of this fear of unknown. How will they respond to it? Um, but uh, how will I even be able to maintain this? And, you know, I, I was afraid that people wouldn't like it. I was afraid that I'd be inconsistent. And I was afraid that it would suck. And all those things happened. And, you know, I was still alive, <laughs> you know, so I, I think that, you know, as I progressed and, you know, corrected my mistakes and my errors, uh, the, my audience really supported the progression from, you know, what it used to be to what it became. And then uh, they supported my other ventures based off of, uh, you know, knowing my history for, you know, continuing to try, you know, not being afraid to fail, not being afraid to, you know, be told no. And I think you brought up a really great point. I think we have to have a better relationship with what failure is, right? Like, you, you started a podcast, it, it didn't work, but you were still alive, right? Like, it, it didn't, the, the world didn't end at that moment, right? Exactly. Um, and I think my sister in the back brought up a really good point, this whole idea of imposter syndrome and what that looks like. Like, we feel like that sometimes what we create may not be um, important or may not have a place in this world. And I think what's great about um, um, podcasting is that it provides us with a voice. Um, in these particular spaces. And so that's one of the things that was important for me in starting my podcast is that I realized that it was a platform that would um, help me uh, highlight my voice, but also create a platform for other people in that in that space too. And I definitely dealt with the, the thinking like, who's gonna listen to this? Like who wants to listen to me talk or listen to me interview people? Um, and it started, my podcast is about two and a half years old. Um, I actually went, if anybody's from Atlanta and is nerdy like I am, if you're familiar with DragonCon, yeah. Um, so I volunteer for that. Um, I do that. Um, and they actually have a podcasting track. And I went to, I had the idea in my pocket, my back pocket. I wanted to start a podcast. And I went to one of their um, workshops on podcasts. And the guy was just like, just do it. Like, just do it. There's too many resources. Um, if you have an idea and it doesn't work, it doesn't work. But that's not the end of the world. And just do it. And that was one of the things that, um, actually, two weeks later, that's when my first episode dropped. I figured it'd be a great opportunity. I was like, let me start it by interviewing a few people in my circle that I know would be great around talking around topics of leadership and mindfulness. Um, and it just kind of catapulted that way. Um, one of the questions I want to ask in particular is that how does your podcast tap into your passion? My passion ultimately is to disagree and to, you know, uh, be argumentative <laughs> and, you know, engage in debate. 
Um, I understand a lot of people don't like that. So I had to frame it in a way that I'm talking about something that people do like. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, li- I love to meet new people. I love, my guests are, um, I've had pimps and hoes and I've had entrepreneurs and politicians. <laughs> so I like to have, you know, a mix. That's a debate for you, though. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> right. And, and they Some sh- all the same. Yeah, you know, well, they yeah, all the same. You can make that argument. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, and, and they share their stories and there's different backgrounds. And people who aren't familiar with someone from that lifestyle always enjoys that content because I'm having a real conversation with them and you know I, I exist in a judgment-free zone so whatever however you live in your life is how you live in your life so um, but I guess as far as um, the content that I was creating uh, I just wanted it to be something that people would enjoy um, and my passion is to entertain and to uh, edit and overall just be in this space. I aspire to be a broadcaster. I went to uh, Carolina School of Broadcasting. Um, so I have formal training, being on the radio, being behind the camera, producing, directing. And so I'd like to use that skill set to support my family. Uh, I think with, um, and make sure I had it right, with the, uh, trying to make sure that your podcast aligned with your passion. Um, for me, like I said, when I started, it was all about creating that yes. And to be quite honest, when I started my podcast, I was in a position in life where I didn't really know what I really wanted to do. Um, So anything that I was able to make possible, I started to say, that's my passion. Oh my gosh, I'm able to, you know, get a job in higher ed. I'm passionate about kids, you know. Oh, I can go teach at the school. Okay, I'm I'm really passionate about kids. Or, oh, I could... uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I can start a podcast, and in that podcast, I could talk about gossip. I'm passionate about gossip. And so a lot of it was trial and error, and that's one of the things that you can realize within podcasting um, and how is how your podcast is shaping with your life. And there are times when I was getting behind the mic when we first started, and there was something that felt wrong. There was something that wasn't matching, you know, although I was saying, you know, oh, I'm passionate to talk about this, and there's nothing wrong about talking about gossip. I mean, that's your that's your own you know your own niche area, but for me, that's not what I wanted to do. That wasn't really what I was passionate about. But people were clicking, people were listening. Mm-hmm. Somebody was finally accepting me after after I continued to hear all these no's. I'm finally being accepted. So there was a lot of trial and error in me trying to figure out what it is I actually wanted. And um, throughout that, I was able to see and eventually come up. And I'm still planning to see. Okay, how do I want to turn this up? And I realized that. You know, clearly misunderstood our show. That's our show. But what the bigger point of it is, I want to be able to provide those resources um, to other people who want to be content creators, um, who want to get their voice out there, not just through podcasting, but any type of content creation that they have, whether it be through assisting us through a podcast or creating another show or another avenue for anybody else to produce their content. And that took, I've been doing this show for three and a half years, and that took a month ago me to come to that that point so but a lot of me being able to do that was continuing to record you know those 72 weeks straight that you go you realize you know okay week 10 you felt this this is where i want to be week 30 you're like nah i actually want to do this <laughs> right, uh, you know right, right. week 72 you're like you know i might be getting ready to cancel this month you know yeah. i'm excited <laughs> <show, right? laughs> um but continuing to push that because at the end of the day, you know, podcasting in a way is 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 self care itself. Yeah. Um, because you're having that opportunity to be able to kind of let out your emotions and to talk, and to talk, even if you're not talking about yourself, 
you're able to talk and know that you're being heard by somebody, right? And that and that's something that pleases us and soothes, soothes us as humans. Um, so within that, um, with aligning with your passion, I, I would say if when, when you're doing podcasting, don't think that, oh, because I don't have a direct passion right now that I know of that I can't podcast. Right. You know, it's, it's, it's almost opposite. You know what? Keep talking and keep talking through it. And you may start off a podcast like this and may realize, you know what? I want to turn it this way. Or you know what? I want to turn it this way. And sometimes, you, you know, even when it was clashing with my life, there were things in my life. I said, you know what? I see how I'm bleeding to, into the mic and I don't, I don't like it. Let me go ahead and change it. And let me move those things around. You know, so. Well, I was just to kind of piggyback off your point. You have you don't want to be so solidified in your thinking like, okay, this is what my podcast is, and I'm not open to any suggestions about changing it, growing, or uh, evolving in any way. So uh, it, don't be afraid to throw the whole structure or format out, start right. over if, you know, that's what you feel that you want to do. I'm a, I always tell people, whatever you want to do, you can do, but do you want to do this? So if that's something, if this is a medium and it's ever changing, so you have to be able to keep up with what's going on, and if something's not working for you personally, then don't be afraid to just, you know, th throw it away and, and try something else. Always be willing to try something else. And it, it, it will catch up, you know, even if, you know, even if it don't catch up until you make it big. I mean, you think about people who, you know, let's say they become doctors and, you know, they go through their whole life. They were trained to become a doctor. Nothing wrong with being a doctor. Um, you become a doctor and then you get to that phase, you know, you didn't stay three, four years and you say, you know what? I don't really want to be a doctor. I want to be a chef, right? And so at that point, it's still caught up to them. Yes, it caught up to them after they had five years of a six-figure salary, which, you know, shit, I wish I would have <laughs> went that route, right? Let it catch up later. But at the end of the day, it's going to catch up. And the longer you wait to uh, allow yourself to kind of learn about those different passions that you have, the harder it will be, even if you are that doctor who's saying, oh, I'm stepping down and I'm going to become a chef. Because at the end of the day, you have to make up for the time that you lost. And I think you have to be patient about figuring out how your podcast aligns with, with that, right? Because yeah. I know for my podcast, I started it. it. It was a great, for me, it started out as a passion project in, in that regard. But then as I continue to evolve and I didn't let the structure get stuck in what it initially started out with, I changed some of the topics. I changed the direction of the podcast. Um, and even in that, I started to realize, like, oh, this is aligning because one thing that's been a theme for me in the past year has really been figuring out how everything that I do kind of fits and, right. and making sure that I'm, I'm aligning everything that I'm doing in my life in, in a way that it's forward, forward trajectory in, in some sort of way. And the podcast um, became that because I realized that as an educator, I like to create space for people to develop and grow. And so I had to start reframing what I was doing in terms of content creation as that as well. Um, and so thinking about how the podcast can kind of evolve. Like at this point, I've had the po podcast taught in two different classes um, and using it as a resource for that. And so that wasn't something that I initially thought out, but to see and be open and receptive to it being utilized as a resource, as a tool um, was helpful in that regard. One thing I want to um, touch on, and I think you guys definitely um, started to knock on the door with this. Um, I want to dive deeper into how maybe your podcast has kind of pivoted or realigned um, in terms of its structure, maybe topics and, um, how you came to terms with being able to say like, all right, this isn't working, it's okay, I'm gonna move on to, to structure it or, or work it this way so that it's more effective? Well, for me, uh, I allowed other people, the Verdict Podcast at one point used to be something totally different. Like I don't even recognize 
what it used to be anymore because I had no idea what I wanted to do. I had a, di I had a different co-host and I gave him some power and I said, I want you to impose some restrictions and we won't move beyond these parameters. And he did it first, but he's not um, as passionate as I am about it. So we kind of had some differences of opinions, but um, in just seeing what didn't work and what my audience was responding to, I was able to try new things and I was able to get rid of segments that you know were not being well received and I was able to focus on information that they wanted to, that they were interested in and that they were interacting with and just constantly experimenting, like just always trying to figure out how I'm going to reach more people, how those people will enjoy it, and how I can come across to a wider audience. And I, and, and I, and I definitely agree with that, and I'll piggyback off what you're saying. Um, with When you're choosing the different segments that you're doing and trying to make sure, I mean, with what, what the show period, and you're trying to make sure you set parameters of this is how far I would go out from what the creative direction of the show should be, um, that's important, you know, that's the whole, you know, that's the first step in creating the show is that you say, I'm gonna set these wide parameters and this is where I will not go out of because, and that should be that, um, that zone that, you know, of what you anticipate the podcast to actually become. Um, and so that's important to make sure that you plan that out and see what you wanna do with that. And then as you continue to have people, you know, listen to your show, they may tell you, oh, we don't really like this segment or we don't really like this. And you have to be an evaluator yourself to see, okay, should I take this and X this segment, or is this segment crucial to the design and the purpose of what I'm doing the show? So if my purpose for starting the show was to bring awareness to higher education um, and bring awareness to students who are struggling in it, and I want to do a highlight um, section where I'm highlighting the students who used to struggle and now they're doing well, and if somebody's saying, well, you know what, that just kind of brings down the tone of this show. I don't want to hear about that. Well, at the end of the day, that's the purpose of this, you know. So it's, you know, th at that point, you have to make that decision, okay, whether it's worth you diving away from your purpose um, or can you take that purpose and craft it in a different way that could still happen but be more entertaining for your listeners if that's the case. Um, but that's, it's an ever-changing door, right, because there are segments that we'll do there are times where we rant, you know, we do rant segments, or we do guess who said that. Um, um, we play different games, and there are people who love it this week, may not like it the next week. That doesn't mean you need to exit segments. Sometimes it just means that you need to kind of refine that specific segment. You know, a lot of times people think that, oh, just because one person hated it, I just need to uproot the entire show, and I just need to change everything out there. And a lot of times it's not that. It's just... Maybe, you know, if you have co-hosts, maybe you're not the one to lead off that segment. Maybe your other co-host has the talent. And that's another thing, evaluating the talent that you have with you. If you have people who can speak well on certain topics or, you know, they speak much better than you, even though you may be the lead on the show, they're like, for social media shout-outs, I don't do social media shout-outs because I would just scream it the whole time. <laughs> thank you, thank you for listening, thank you, thank you. <laughs> right? Cortland, one of my co-hosts, she comes on in smooth, silky voice. And, and, and when I'm ed editing, I'm loving it, right? Because I put the music on and go, mm, I'm like, ooh, you coming on that thing smooth. But it works. And, and people, they get this welcome embrace when they hear her saying that as opposed to me screaming it out, right? And sometimes you have to evaluate, even those small things, step back and say, okay, with the talent I have, who can do this for me, you know? And if you are a single podcaster, then how can I refine it to where I can still do it um, but still be entertaining um, to a lot of the listeners? For me, I had to realize that my podcast can't be everything to everybody. 
Right. Um, and that's one of the biggest For lessons. Sure. Like, I have a lot of interests. I love, I love diving into pop culture, but I'm doing a mindfulness and leadership podcast. That don't necessarily mesh. And I tried it. I tried <laughs> to implement a segment where it was talking about something from pop culture and how that kind of connects. And it just didn't organically fit. I got some feedback from some of my listeners like, ah, that don't make sense. You're trying to get us to center ourselves <laughs> and talk about self-care. Why are you bringing in some topics that kind of take you out of that kind of space? And yeah. so um, I had to be really receptive to that and understand. I was just like, yeah, I like to talk about pop culture, but maybe the folks that I'm curating around this particular podcast, um, that's not their niche. And so being okay with um, understanding that, well, maybe I just, you know, and for me, I've been playing around with the idea, like maybe I need to start something new if I want to get those ideas and get those um, kind of topics out there. And so being okay with that um, and understanding not only is your podcast not for everybody um, or can't reach everybody, um, but every listener isn't also for you as well. I know one of the things early on, I used to get upset with some of my friends and family who just would not listen to the podcast, right? I used to be so upset. Um, I, my partner, one of my, uh, my partner, um, he would never listen to the podcast. I'm just like, listen, you see I'm putting in all this work and you just can't, <laughs> like, you just can't take 45 minutes to listen to the episode. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it became, yeah, it did. It, it became a little contentious in the relationship. I'm like, you can't, you can't listen, so you ain't listening yet? So you're sitting at work, you couldn't listen? Um, but understanding that the content isn't necessarily curated for everybody, and that's okay. Um, once I think I got that, when I, you know, I used to send it out in, through text messages to family and friends, and they'd be like, oh, it's cool, or they would like it. I'm like, well, did you listen? Or I'd be like, hey, this episode, I was really excited. I had this guest on. Right. Like, we were talking about this. It was just great. And they're like, I, I didn't get a chance to listen yet. And right. I was like, yeah, it's been right. out for like three days. You know, right. How do you even listen? Right. How do you even listen yet? Right. Um, but getting over that and understanding that you have to just curate a completely separate type of audience for your podcast and, and, and not necessarily being in your feelings when it's not necessarily from your family and friends. Your family and friends can be the folks that maybe signal boost you, maybe repost it and do those kind of things, but not being not being in your feelings if they are not the ones that are necessarily as receptive to the message that you're trying to share. And if I could jump in even on that, one of the things that people, I think they fail, they fail at when they're podcasting is being intentional of who you're seeking out as audience mm -hmm. members, as you were saying, because people think, like, okay, if I could just get a bunch of people listening, that's great. Well, what's the point of having, let's say on SoundCloud, you got 500 people listening to your episode and two people are leaving comments, yep. right? How many people are just pressing play and saying, okay, that's, that's not where I want to go? But if I'm intentional saying I'm looking for this base of listeners, these are the people who I'm trying to get to, then that allows me to have the opportunity to reach more people who will give me feedback, who will comment, who will be able to say, okay, this is how this rubs the type of person that you're listening to. Because a lot of times you may get feedback from a person who says, oh, I don't like this, like this about your podcast, but they're not podcast listeners. At all. They, don't, they, they don't even care or, or, or enjoy it. So you're going to change something for somebody who, you know, who doesn't reflect who your intentional base is. And you have to take into consideration as well, when you're creating a podcast, you are taking the place of a media network. You are taking the place of a television show. You're taking the place of a radio show or whatnot. So you have all those things that those shows do. Fox News, they go straight for their conservative bias. They're intentional of who they're going for. MSNBC, they're going more towards their liberal bias. And so, but they are very intentional and they gear that content towards that. And so you have to understand that when I start this podcast, if I want it to blow up, if I want things to become bigger, then I have to be intentional in every aspect. Financially, I need to be intentional who I'm seeking out, 
what type of sponsors I'm trying to get to because at the end of the day, everything is reflective and you want to make sure you stay on your plan and your purpose for the show because if not, you will continue to do what your thousand listeners on SoundCloud are telling you to do and then you'll find yourself creating a show and then you, maybe you make it big and you'll be like, what the hell am I doing? I just spent an entire four season, last four seasons talking about cooking recipes when I started a podcast that was supposed to be talking about higher education. Right. right? right. So keep that in mind. And just to, to even a little bit further, I would say that 95 to 98% of my audience, and I would assume a lot of other people's audience, is comprised of strangers on the internet. Yeah. You know, not my friends and family, you know, the, uh, with the exception of a core few, but it's really strangers on the internet. And you have to, um, you know, put that those feelings aside as far as why aren't my friends and family listening? Well, you know, a lot of things that I enjoy, my friends and family don't really enjoy those things too. You know, they, we have a relationship, whatever, whatever, but you know, I like, you know, anime or tattoos or whatever the case may be. You know, my mom doesn't really enjoy that stuff. My brothers don't enjoy those things. So if, uh, or think my mom definitely doesn't like, you know, for me to talk about uh, people going to jail or, you know, police brutality and stuff like that. Right. So, you know, sometimes it's hard for her to listen and people like that also, they're not going to listen as well. So you have to be mindful that your audience is out there somewhere. Mm -hmm. And if you continue to make your product and you continue to do you, people who like that will seek you out. Mm -hmm. yeah. So you never have to worry about, you know, oh, what if they don't like me? They like you. They just got to find you. Now that ain't no excuse for putting out just no poor, piss poor product as well. Too. Well, that's yeah. true. You know, and you gotta, I, I, I it's a that's fine what you balance. Saying. I was just saying, yeah, yeah, you yeah, know, because you're like, oh yeah, you know what? I just ain't find my base yet. No, sometimes what no. you create ain't, you know, right. it's not. Yeah, it ain't hit. That ain't hit, chief. You know, uh, sometimes the hard realities. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one question I I I'd like to ask because I know this was one of the things that um, hindered me earlier on from getting started, probably a little earlier, is that you know maybe a learning curve around like technology and what that means in, in terms of utilizing um, or creating podcasts. Um, in, I guess, the inception of like your shows, how did you guys get over um, maybe some of those hurdles of the technological side of like editing and, you know, all of that, that if it wasn't something that was already in your background? The purpose. The purpose of what you're doing, or the purpose purpose of whatever you create, and you take this advice to whatever, and you apply it to whatever facet of your life you can. The purpose will make those things that you feel you cannot do, um, those things that you struggle with. It'll make you find a way to make it happen. You know, if 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 you love marketing and you and you love like the event side creating and all that, but in order to get you a solid marketing job, you need to have you need to have experience in the Adobe Suite. You gonna go to YouTube and you gonna learn that Adobe Suite right. to its fullest, right? Right. Yep. So when you and and that's big behind that. A lot of people say, you know, sometimes oh, you know, I just podcast. I just I just want to talk. I just want to talk. I don't I don't want to get all deep into that. But that's the thing. If you just want to talk, that there's still a purpose behind it. That you're you're trying to vent or whatever you're trying to do. You build whatever purpose you have behind it, and you use that in order to push you forward. I'm, there's no easy, quick, sheet way to say, oh. Well, you know, you can go to this site and just learn the technology this quickly. And then when it comes to media and content creation, everybody doesn't use the same technology. My, my, my guy Dan over here, he, he, he has some great technology. I'm sure he's going to tell you about the next, I'm, I shot you out, I shot you out. <laughs> you know, he's going to tell you about the next panel, um, but everybody may not want to use that technology, and, and, and it may not be the perfect fit for every other podcaster. So with that being said, is you use that passion to figure out, okay, what can I do? And then you start researching. I spent 
four days straight in Guitar Center with the pro audio consultants, right. talking to them about audio. And they looked at me like, damn, dude, you want a job? Because, you, 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 you know, <laughs> do you have one? Because you here every day. Like, you know, I'm a little concerned. You trying to buy these mics, but you ain't got no income, you know, right? But that was because I knew this is what I want to do. I knew this is, you know, and, and I'm going to seek that out. Don't be afraid to ask us questions. And don't be afraid to reach out to other podcasters or people who are doing it and ask them a question. A lot of people think that, you know, a lot of us as podcasters ha have this elevated sense. One of the things about podcasting is that it's raw and we get to create it. So we're not the big media company that says, oh, well, you put in your, your contact or you put in your request to ask me a question on our little online form, then we'll see if we get to you. No, no, I, I, I'm, I'm a person that most likely is working a nine to five while I'm doing this podcast, right. trying to maintain my marriage, right. trying to make sure I put a meal on the table at the end of the day while sitting able to do my podcast, trying to make sure I don't piss off my wife by recording too late, right? So I'm still <laughs> going through all those things. So I am even closer to, to that human aspect and am more willing to assist you and help you out with that. Um, and I think if, if you're not as a podcaster, if you're not that willing, then you need to kind of either jump out the business or kind of shape yourself back to give back because at the end of the day, everybody needed it. Even if you know all the technical stuff, you might know all the technical stuff, you might not be great at content creation. So everybody needs that help. And so don't be afraid to ask those questions and go sit in Guitar Center for four or five hours. And I would say, just to kind of even uh, add to that, when you're doing a podcast, and I know like a lot of people, when I explain to them, I guess my podcast, they might think that I'm just kind of hanging out, having fun, talking into a mic, and we're making jokes. But you know, I have to do a fair amount of research before that episode. Mm -hmm. I have to reach out, I have to schedule, you know. And um, I've had co-hosts, but I'm more of a perfectionist in some areas, so I want to make sure I'm doing it so that it gets done. So that means, you know in between my work time, you know, while I'm, you know, entertaining my children, I'm still looking out for emails from confirmation or from guests or from whatever the case may be. Or I'm also watching YouTube videos. I'm going to Google University. How do I do this? You know, what programs do I need for this? Like, you have to be prepared to put in the work. If you want a solid product, you have to be ready to research. You have to be ready to stay up late. You got to be ready to get mm -hmm. cursed out. You got to be ready to, uh, you know, really work, you know, and it can be rewarding, you know, once you've created something and you see how people respond to it and you get the reaction you're looking for or you get a reaction, period. You can, you know, I mean, for me, it's rewarding. And so, but th there's also a lot of work that comes with it. And you got to be prepared for that. And you just have to use some common sense and kind of, you know, do whatever it is that you need to do so that you get your stuff working. Right. Let that let that passion ignite you. Think about when you're getting ready to leave a job. You get ready to leave a job, your, your work kind of dwindles because at the end of the day, you feel like, you know what, I'm not passionate about this job no more. That's why I'm leaving. So, you know, my work ethic isn't as hard. But your first day on the job, you passionate as hell. What? Right? You're like, I, oh, 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 oh I, I love this. Even if it's not something that's aligned with your career design, that's first day. I, I'm coming here to swinging, right? So, once again, that passion behind it, all that work, you know, that you that you have, that you're putting in, is you, you keep that passion and it'll push you to do it. Once you start to lose that passion, and a lot of people do it, and they, and they allow the different things like the technological issues that you're going to face or the trying to maintain consistency, they allow those things to deter from what they're passionate about when at the end of the day, if you keep focusing, remember that even if you got to write it on a wall, even if you got to title your episode, 
I'm just trying to follow my passion. If, if, if that got to be the <laughs> name of what your show is, so every time you post it, you're like, okay, I'm good. I'm reminded. Whatever you got to do, you you do that to remind yourself because they're going to be hurt. Even, and don't think that just because you learned how to get the tech, tech technology right for the first episode that you're going to be good for the remaining 72. Right. I, I'm going to keep going back right. to you because by episode 50, you're like, you know what? I don't want to use the interface no more. I want to use a mixer. You know what? I, I could upgrade that mic. We got a little change. Let me go ahead and move from, you know, dynamic mic to condense, condenser mics or, or, or whatnot. So you're going to be learning, and that's why I say it, you have to be passionate about it because you, you, it, it, you continue to learn. There's new developments. DAWs and other software, they upgrade, and then they change, and they look different, you know? Everything isn't just a simple Pro Tools demo. You know, sometimes you got to, you know, really pick up that. But that passion will help you to continue to want to learn more. Yeah, you just got to treat it as something that you're going to learn about and learn from as mm -hmm. much as possible. Um, you know, there's, there's YouTube, there's lynda.com, there's Google. There's just good old Google. You can type in anything, you'll find some, some sort of resources. But I think what's also important um, is finding the community. Like, as podcasters, I think you brought a really good point. Like, we're, we're, peop we're people um, here. So asking questions, like, I know there's, there's times where I've interviewed other podcasters on my show, um, and then, like, after the um, show, I'm like, you mentioned this, like, how do you do that with your, with your workflow? Right. Or like, you know I mean? You said you do this, what, what mic do you use? Like, am I asking all kind of questions because everybody um, can be a resource in some sort of capacity. There's too many Facebook groups. Um, I mean, people you can follow on Twitter, IG. There's too many opportunities for you not to be able to um, find the resources and, and ask for help. And that's been one mm -hmm. of the biggest things. I'm a, I'm a textbook introvert. Um, I am everything they say about introverts, that is me. Um, and so that's been, that's been what's, I guess, great about the podcast is it's given me an opportunity to kind of network and reach out to people that I might not necessarily have had the opportunity to do before. Um, but in that, using every interaction with folks as an opportunity to learn about their process and learn what you can do differently. You know, the, the, the mic that I use now, is I've, I've upgraded used a new one. The software that I was using, the way I was conducting interviews online, it, it's all evolved. Um, since my first episode, and that's really been through conversations with other folks that are doing doing the same type of work, just really see what works well. Um, I just got um, invited to do a podcast on um, for another um, show, and the way he onboarded his guests was like dope. So as soon as I as soon as I finished the process, I sent him an email. I was like, "What do you use to do this?" Because this right. was like seamless. Um, and so just being open and receptive to be able to reach out to folks and, and, and get um, ask those kind of critical questions. Uh, one of the final questions I want to ask um, is just, is there a bit of lasting advice you'd like to share just about, you know, the topic that we've been talking about that may have just is really important to you or something you feel like you haven't had an opportunity to share yet before we open it up for questions? Um, remember yourself when you're doing this because, um, you know, you're listening and you're getting feedback and you're getting validation from other people, but... Um, you want it to be genuine and you want it to be yourself and you want it to be something that you're proud of. And if you feel like you have to take a stand against what other people, what your audience may not agree with, you know, that comes up sometimes, you know, especially if you are talking about hot topics, you may come across an issue where, you know, you feel differently than, you know, popular opinion suggests. And in those moments, you know, your character is who you are and your audience is kind of looking to you to see how you're going to respond. You need to kind of, you know, remember yourself, remember why you're doing it. Um, absolutely have fun, but don't ever compromise, you know, for the sakes of, for the sake of, you know, plays or likes and views. 
And I and I and I'll just go ahead and say the thing that you have to do right before you remember yourself is find out who the hell you are. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's important because you you have to recognize that when you get behind this mic, you are allowing yourself to put something out into the world. And if you have no idea who you are, with the stuff that you're going to be putting out is going to be inconsistent. You might say something. You're going to be a hypocrite. You're going to be talking around yourself. Know who you are. And sometimes through podcasting, you find that out. There's been so many times where I had an opinion on something, and Cortland or Soul, they'll come and say, nah, that ain't, that ain't the move. That ain't the, that ain't the way that you should be thinking. And you can learn it through, but you have to be actively learning who you are outside of the podcast as well. So that way, when you go ahead and you're trying to activate those passions, um, you'll have something to fall back to. If not, you're going to spend three years, like I spent, being passionate about a bunch of different things because you don't really know what you want yet. So, and, and that will, that can change not only your life, it can change your podcast, it can change how you approach different things. All of a sudden, your podcast that was comedy, you coming on there super deep and somber because, you know what, you know, I just have a passion for just, you know, talking and soothing people's emotions. No, I love to scream. I love to talk. I mean, I am an extrovert, right? <laughs> um, so, but you got to remember yourself. You forget yourself, then all of a sudden you start changing not only your podcast, but other facets of your life because you don't have any consistency in what your ground is in your life. Yeah, I would say um, have integrity around your voice. Like, it's your voice. Mm-hmm. No one can change that. Um, lean into um, who you are. And again, you have to, like you said, you have to know who you are before you kind of put that out there. But make sure that, you know, it's your voice, it's your platform. The great thing about podcasting and the boom that it's, it's been having the last few years is it's providing access for folks to be able to share um, their own particular perspectives. Um, and so being able to lean in that and understand that your perspective matters and your perspective is important. Um, and so to be able to share that, kind of wield that with a level of responsibility um, and balancing who you are. So I would say this is a good opportunity. Does anybody have any questions for any of us here? Yeah. <laughs> mic check, mic check. I'm a southern girl, so I, I never turned down the escort of a man. Oh, excuse me. So y'all were saying earlier, um, you were talking about how your family isn't necessarily your target audience, right? But what do you do uh, when you're in a situation where your family either disagrees with the topics that you talk about? Like, not just they don't get it, but they actually oppose the topics that you discuss, um, and they're constantly providing you input on that. <laughs> Unsolicited input. I will, I will say this, and I mean this with all professionalism, put the ass on the mic, straight like that. I mean, so, sometimes, just like you wanted to be heard about how you felt and what you agreed with on that topic, sometimes they want to be heard. And and, and, I, and to correct myself, that doesn't always mean just put them on your podcast. Sometimes it means, well, let me sit and let me talk to you. Because now when I talk to my family who disagrees with this topic, now they're giving me a different perspective. So now when I go on my show, I can say, okay, for those who disagree with it, let me explain this way. Because maybe the way you're explaining it, that could be the clash that's happening, right? And it, and it could not be. They could just straight up not agree with you. But don't be afraid to get those perspectives from them. Don't say I'm gonna shut them out because you know they're not. You know they don't like what I'm saying. You know maybe what you're saying is wrong. I'm not saying that's what you are, but it could be possible, right? Or it could be right, and you just need to reframe it. So, uh, oh, go ahead. Well, I was just gonna say I actually like that, 
And, you know, when my family, when they, there's been tons of times that they've come to me and said, I didn't like what you said. And I usually turn right around and go back on my next episode and put them on blast. Like, you know. (laughs) They told you you hurt their feelings. Are you going to sit here? You know, like, I tell them just like anybody else, you know, when I cross that threshold into a studio that I pay for, with the equipment that I pay for, you know, like, this is my domain. So I say, you know, what I want to say. And, you know, I don't do censorship. And, you know, you're not going to approach me. If you want to come on here, we can talk and we can laugh and we can hash it out. But, you know, you're not going to bombard me or strong arm me to do what you want me to do. So. so I think for me, it's more so about the method of uh, not so much the topics, right. but the method, because, um, you know, just for me personally, my my mother is like, well, why you always got to be using curse words? Because you're a professional, you know, because I'm a therapist and I guess therapists not supposed to say, you know, shit, but <laughs> I do. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm that that's just who I am. And so she is constantly like, well, it was it was good, but, you know, you need to this, that and the other. And then my daddy is like, well, why you got to be telling people all your business don't be telling people all your business if i was listening to a show and they start talking about this so i said well daddy you're not my target audience right. so you know exactly. so it's not so much about the the content but just i think the method of your delivery or and or the fact that you do the podcast at all i think that leans into intrinsically like what you, the style of your pod if that is what your podcast or that is that a, if that is the style of your podcast then that is the style of your podcast. And I think sometimes um, maybe redirecting the conversation with folks that may not necessarily understand was like, well, what did you like about it? Or like, you know, asking those kind of questions or just looking at, you know, maybe you just don't need to engage in, and I know it sounds harsh, and that's a lesson I haven't learned. It's like, I just maybe don't need to engage in a conversation with you about it because you're not my target demographic. If I can get some feedback from you that may be helpful for it, that's great. But other than that, if it's not for you, it's not for you because it's working for someone else. But I know it's a little difficult with family, and I think around that is maybe just redirecting like, hey, hey, mom, what did you like about the podcast and those kind of things? But if that is who your podcast is intrinsically and what it is, then I think you got to lean into that. You got to lean into that. I think also if it if it is who if it's aligned with who you are, it's aligned with what your podcast purpose is and your intended audience then at that point it should be embedded to w- within you to where you should have the ability with people who matter like family to be able to say, well, this is the reason why. Yeah. This is who I'm looking at. And don't be afraid. And they still may not get it, but at the end of the day, you, the ball is in their court. You said, okay, this is the purpose behind it. Yeah. Because of what they see it as is, oh, you cursing it, there's no purpose behind it. Or you talking about this, there's no purpose behind it. But if I hit you with a nice, well-crafted response of what my purpose is, then what you going to say? Oh, well, you know, well, I don't like your purpose. Well, then at that point, we ain't got, there's nothing for us to talk yeah, about. Yeah, you know? yeah, Thank and, you. And one, one last thing I would say, it, it's important to communicate um, that it's okay to not like my podcast. We're still family, yeah. you know, and I know that you support me and you're glad that I'm doing something. If you don't like it, that is fine. Yeah. You know, you don't have to listen. You know, I'm, it's speci- I'm going after a very specific audience and you don't fall within that, within that, you know, those parameters. So that that's okay. You know, you don't have to like it, and you know, you, you don't have to listen to it. Right. Period. Still press that play button, you know, so we can get. You, sh- you should yeah. though. You, you, you put it on mute, but you better press but, play. But at least five <laughs> full minutes. And I think that's what's important. Like if if 
if support is not going to look like listening to the podcast and then figuring out and repurposing your family and your friends, what their support looks like. Like one of my best friends, I know the topics that I talk about just aren't for him, but he has a great social media following. He reposts every episode that I, that I do. Mm -hmm. And I know that he doesn't click on the episodes, but he reposts. And I know that's his way of supporting. And so looking at what folks support is and, and uh, capitalizing off of that yeah. so that you're still understanding that maybe a listen doesn't always equate into you know, that means that they, they love my podcast and they love me and they love everything that I do, but it can look different. Yeah. Right. Thank you. Mm -hmm. No problem. Any other questions? Hi, it's Ashley with School of Them Life. Um, yeah, I have a question specifically for you, Quinn. I'm really interested in um, what you said earlier about the fact that you give bad advice. And um, I'm interested to know, like, how you balance um, the, like, giving bad advice in like a, 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 a podcast that might be sort of comedy based or that's fun with like the responsibility of like having a voice in a platform? Well, my, uh, my primary objective is to entertain. Mm -hmm. And so my, my audience, I think that they know a lot of times that I'm speaking things and I'm saying things that may or may not be what I actually think. But for the sake of having a, you know, a outlandish conversation, I'm going along with this particular viewpoint. Um, but I typically, you know, uh, have my, you know, ways of, you know, saying like, you know, hey, you know, I'm, I'm joking, I'm whatever. Um, or I'll just, you know, go all the way through with it. But um, I like those wild and outlandish reactions. And I like um, to put things out there. And I like to challenge people's perspectives. Mm -hmm. And so um, when I do give bad advice, it's not typically on anything that you should, like, with your life or anything like that. Maybe I'm just saying like, hey, you know, um, when you wake up in the morning, you know, drink some apple cider or something like that. So like, I, I'm not going to tell people anything that I think would, you know, be detrimental to their life. But uh, I'm not giving you advice that, you know, you could probably use or live with, um, you know, and I'm, it's, a, it's a joke at the end of the day. And you know, it's a, the objective is to get you to laugh and to just kind of break through some of the serious topics I, I, I talk about. I just want to thank y'all for turning the AC off. Oh yeah, my I God. was yeah. Thank I you. Was, <laughs> I was shivering. He's out here shaking like a right. shaking like right. a strip on Bourbon right. Street during Mardi Gras. I was trying to hold it as right. I was had my yeah. tea. I was just yeah. like, <laughs> I got the. Lick. I almost started singing to him, which is in a Jesus. Right. <laughs> I got the Ric Flair dripping here. Right? <laughs> That's how people start putting the hoodies on out there. Yeah. Okay, okay, cut the temperature up. Gentlemen, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having us. No problem. No problem. Thank you again for your continued support of the Mindful Rebel podcast. I appreciate the listens. I appreciate you vibing with the podcast. Um, if you would like to check out past episodes, please go to any of your favorite podcasts and platforms, and that includes Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, and Anchor FM. If you want to learn more about me and what I do as a creative, an educator, and a scholar, you can go to my website, that's seanjmore.com. Again, that's seanjmore.com to learn a little bit more about me and what I do. Uh, again, thank you for your continued support. Please, any feedback that you have, any potential guests that you'd like to hear on the podcast, don't hesitate to reach out. Let me know what you think. Uh, all feedback is welcome. Thank you.